This is our first session now on Ephesians 3, 7 to 13. And what I want to do in this session is give an overview of how the thought of Paul flows here, and then we'll go back and do each verse in a little more detail. So, Father, as we try to get the big picture here of what you are showing us, that we may not lose heart at Paul's gracious imprisonment for us, I pray that our eyes would be enlightened to know what is our hope and what are the immeasurable riches of our inheritance and what is the great power at work in Paul through his grace toward us and and at work in us in raising us from the dead and seating us with Christ. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the, the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given. So I'm going to make that a unit. The giving of the grace of apostleship to Paul to be a minister of the gospel by the working of God's power, even though he was the least of all the saints. It was a grace that he was given, and it was given to him for us, which we saw back in verse 2, us Gentiles. And the reason I stopped here is because what comes next are two uh, purpose infinitives. So he has this ministry to preach and to bring to light, to preach as gospel to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. That's number one purpose for his having this gracious ministry of the gospel, to preach as gospel to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And then secondly, to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So I'm going to put those two purpose infinitives as a unit because what comes next is the ultimate purpose for why each of these purposes was given for Paul's ministry. He is to preach this gospel of of unsearchable riches of Christ, and he's to bring to light the mystery hidden for ages in God so that you can see the logic here. So these are our aims or purposes, and now the ultimate purpose resulting from this, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God, that's a remarkable phrase right there, the, the many varied, we'll focus on it later, wisdom of God might now, now, it's been hidden before, but now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. 
So there is a cosmic purpose for Paul's ministry of grace, namely the preaching of the gospel of the unsearchable riches of Christ and bringing to light God's plan for the ages. And that ultimate cosmic purpose is so that this manifold wisdom of God, it's all about revealing God and how many colored, how infinitely, gloriously, unsearchably diverse and marvelous are the acts of God's wisdom and the choices of God's wisdom. And the goal is that they would be made known, not just to us on the earth, which has been made plain and will be made plain, but also to rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. God is putting on display in the church, Jew and Gentile, folded into one new man, redeemed from under the wrath of God, into the friendship of God, so that angels in heaven will want to stoop down and look into these things. They will be so astonished at the manifold wisdom of God. And then he says that this this purpose to show the wisdom of God to the authorities and the rulers in the heavenly places in order to make much of God and his wisdom accords with the eternal purpose that was realized in Christ. So this is, in a sense, a what element of or a subset of the eternal purpose which he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we'll look back when we get here to what that eternal purpose is because we've seen it two or three times already in chapter 1 and 2. So let's uh, put that together as one step of the argument that this ultimate purpose to display the wisdom of God is part of a larger eternal purpose realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. And now he chooses to express an aspect of that eternal purpose, which is relevant to bringing everything to a climax here with a big therefore. In whom, in the Lord Jesus, we have boldness and access. We, Jew, Gentile. We have access with confidence through faith in him. So part of the eternal purpose expressed in this goal to show off the manifold wisdom of God is that we the church, are the place where this wisdom is displayed. And one of the displays of the wisdom is that we who were under the wrath of God, according to chapter 2, verse 3, though we were elect before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him and should be his children by adoption, 
we now, contrary to being under wrath, have boldness. This is just staggering. This, this must cause the, the cosmic rulers and authorities to shut their mouth and say, how can this be? How can the vessels of wrath who were so deserving of being annihilated or punished in hell forever, how could it be that they now can boldly, confidently have access into the very presence of God as their Father? Surely this is the most cosmically awesome wonder that ever was. So he concludes, therefore, I ask you not to lose heart. You remember when he began this whole section back in chapter 3, verse 1, he said, For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner, Jesus, of of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, and then he breaks off and says, Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of the grace that was given to me, and, and the rest... The rest of verses, what, 2 through 12 is all about this grace that Paul has to minister the mysteries of the gospel, all of it a parenthesis to help them understand why he's in prison. So you can see why the whole thing ends like this. So, therefore, in view of verses 2 through 12, I ask you, Don't lose heart over what I'm suffering for you. My suffering for you, which brings you all of this, is for your glory. And your glory is that you are the church in which the manifold wisdom of God, the glory of God, is being made known not just to people on earth, but to angels and demons in heaven and in hell. (laughs) Oh, that we all, pastors and teachers and parents, would live in these high realities and then bring them down to earth and say to people, don't lose heart if I have to suffer something in order to make known these glories for you. So there's the big picture. And now we'll back up and take it a verse at a time. 